The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to the latest episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again. Talking everything Buffalo Bills, and always appreciate you tuning in to all of our podcasts here at buffalorumblings.com. We've got a great lineup for you. As you know, free agency, it's coming rather soon, and we've got you covered with great content, not just on the site, but on the podcast channel. Now listen, you know that we've got the Nick and Nolan Show, we've got Buffalo Rumblings Q&A, Blitz Bills, Circling the Wagons, Believe, and of course, Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. As there's new signings in free agency, we'll have members of our team jumping in, recording podcasts for you, bringing you up-to-date information, just like we did. Nick Batt had the latest episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings just the other day after the signing of Josh Norman. And of course, as there is breaking news, we will look to have members of the staff jump on, get you some commentary right away to talk about the latest and greatest with the Buffalo Bills. I find myself right now as we look at things, right, it's that calm before the storm when free agency starts, uh, recording this podcast on Tuesday. You think about it one week from today, really, things will kind of be in full swing with the legal tampering period and free agency ready to to really kind of just go full steam ahead. So many big names out there in free agency. And as you know, you listen to the podcast, right, you know, we've talked about a number of different things in our previous episodes. We've talked about wide receivers. We've talked about defensive ends. Uh, we've even talked about some of those mid-tier running back types. And, you know, you get to this point now, right, where free agency is about to start. You're thinking to yourself, okay, what kind of big moves could the Bills make? And we talked earlier, right, we talked about our, our big swing free agents that the team could consider. At least, uh, you know, three guys on my list that really fill a position of need. A.J. Green with the Cincinnati Bengals, likely to be franchise tagged by them. So he comes off the market, you know, one name that you really can't consider at that point. Matt Judon with the Baltimore Ravens, again, another guy that is likely to be franchise tagged with the possibility of setting up a trade for him. And, you know, and it's one of those pieces, right? We talked about it in the last podcast. We talked about Yannick Ngakwe and a potential hypothetical trade down situation with the Jaguars. But right, if if it's going to cost you a, call it even a second round draft pick, and you've got to sign the guy to a $20 million per year contract, is that just too much of an asking price for the Buffalo Bills, albeit for a guy 27 years old performing at a high level 
and could be a bit of a missing piece to your defense. The third guy we talked about at that time was Jack Conklin, the right tackle for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Again, as you look at it with him, there's so much question of what the Bills might do on the offensive line. Are they going to kick Cody Ford inside, and are they going to end up signing someone to play right tackle? Conklin, most likely the... uh, you know, the biggest name at right tackle, I guess, that's out there right now. But could the team look at someone that might be a more affordable option, like a Brian Balaga um, from the Green Bay Packers or even a Daryl Williams from the Carolina Panthers? Now, as we go through with this, right, and each week you're kind of thinking of different things to talk about with the podcast. This time of year, there's so much speculation. You talk about draft prospects. You talk about the combine. You talk about what could be in free agency. But it's just, it's so early at this point, right? It's all just speculation. And I completely admit that all the time with the podcast or if you follow me on Twitter, because I think in many ways, right, it's it's fun for us to speculate when your team has $80 million in cap space, a little bit less than that now with the signing of Josh Norman. But right, when when you're one of those teams with the most available cap space, you've got guys that you could extend, um, you know, that are coming into the final year of their contract, but also there's some big names out there in free agency. And I think for us, you never really have a true idea of what the team may be looking to do when it comes to this time of the year. You know, I think last year when the team signed John Brown, not too much of a surprise because we knew the Bills tried to pursue him the year before. When they signed Mitch Morris, there was pretty much an expectation that the team would be in the market for a center. So not too much of a surprise there. You know, you look at some other names that the team was associated with that truly did come as a surprise. One of them, Antonio Brown, the potential trade that, depending on who you believe, fell through, didn't happen, was talked about, whatever. But it was enough out there that Ian Rappaport was reporting about it, right? So there had to be something tied to that. There was also reports last year of the Buffalo Bills being interested in Le'Veon Bell. And we all know that he signed the monster contract with the New York Jets after having sat out with his contract dispute with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And listen, when you hear these reports, right, you never know how much to put into them or not. But there was clearly speculation that the Bills could be in the market for some kind of a running back, right? There was a speculation with Bell during free agency, which did not take place, then leading up to the trade deadline. And this was certainly more connecting the dots. But Melvin Gordon and the Buffalo Bills came up from a number of sources, at least as a, this would be a perfect landing spot for Melvin Gordon to go. Now, as you look at that piece, right, again, it's rumors, it's speculation. I get it. And and really the topic this week, it comes um, kind of off the heels from earlier today, right? A tweet from Yards Per Pass. At Yards Per Pass on Twitter, if you're not following him, great Bills fan, great analysis, great perspective all the time. I encourage you to give him a follow if you are not doing so already. But he put this out there, and I I got a good chuckle when I first saw it. Anyone else secretly afraid that the Bills will offer big money to either Henry or Gordon? And, you know, as it came out, right, it's one of those pieces that you take a look at. We've talked about running backs in the draft. We've talked about guys like Jordan Howard or Matt Breda, but never those two big names that are out there. Right. And you you go through with it. And the first response I see is from Bruce Nolan. You guys know him at Bruce exclusive of the Nick and Nolan show. He said, don't even put that into the universe, dude. And it was followed up by Joe Marino, who, you know, and love right from our uh, locked on bills. He's been on this show before, just does a great job. And again, 
be sure you're following Joe Marino on Twitter. And he wrote back, just trust Bean. He knows best. And it's it's really one of those pieces, again, you, you, it's taboo, right? When you talk about paying big dollars to a running back, you think of the situation the Cowboys are in right now, the six-year, $90 million deal that they gave to Ezekiel Elliott, and now they're in a position of they don't know if they can sign Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper, and what's that going to look like? That puts them in an awkward situation. You think of the contract that David Johnson signed with the Arizona Cardinals, three years, $39 million, not a great investment. Of course, we already talked about Le'Veon Bell and the struggles he had last year with the Jets. It'll be interesting to see if they can kind of get things back on track with him. And also the Todd Gurley contract that just looks like a horrible investment at this time when it comes to the the Los Angeles Rams. So it does lead me, though, to this, right? And you look at this tweet and you think to yourself, okay, Melvin Gordon, I personally am out on. Uh, the holdout last year did not look like himself. You could say, all right, maybe this is just tied to him being away from the game, missing training camp, all of these pieces. But, you know, with that standpoint, you know, you could look at it. I, I, I myself would say, okay, I'm out on Gordon at this point. Derrick Henry... Derrick Henry's a little bit of a different situation, right? And I think when you talk about him in the season that he had with the Tennessee Titans this past year, I mean, this is a guy that was an absolute stud in the running game. And you take a look at it, right? I mean, played in 15 games, 303 rushing attempts, obviously is a lot, 1,540 yards, 16 rushing touchdowns, 18 receptions for 206 yards and two receiving touchdowns. And and you look at him, right? Six foot three, close to 250 pounds, four years in the NFL, really two years is what I would consider a full-time starter for the Titans. And, and you come with this piece and you think to yourself, okay, you know, if you're going to look at signing, let's call it a, a big free agent running back, is this a guy that you could look at and say, he would be an absolute difference maker for the Buffalo Bills. And of course, right, put the contract aside and you talk about the player and you think to yourself, my gosh, a one-two punch of Derrick Henry and Devin Singletary in the Buffalo Bills backfield, that, that would be something to see, right? I mean, we talk about what direction the Bills may go in the draft. Oh, if you get someone like a Cam Akers in the third round or an A.J. Dillon in the fourth or the fifth, and, you know, you have someone that that really can be that, you know, that power back to add to the Bills' def- or offense. And, right, I mean, the, the absolute ceiling that you're looking at is someone like Derrick Henry. So, you know, whenever you have this type of question and whatever you do, right, you, you go to Twitter and you put it out there to folks and you, and you see what they think. And, you know, and really with this, right, so you put it out there to your followers. I had a feeling I knew where this was going to go, but you never just want to jump to any sort of a conclusion, right? So here's what I wrote. Hey, Bills Mafia, subject for our next pod is Derrick Henry. And if you would want the Bills to sign him in free agency, hat tip to yards per pass for the idea. Vote and share your comments below. 80 to 20 split. 80% saying no thanks to Derrick Henry, 20% interested in signing him. And and truly when it comes to the comments, you know, everyone just looking at it saying, listen, that type of contract for a running back, just not something that you want to do. And it's just funny as you go through it, right? You think about the Buffalo Bills offense. You think about the need for playmakers. You think about how much money they have to spend in free agency. 
and you think that there's really no prominent wide receivers in the market, right, for them to go after. I mean, maybe if they went for a Brashad Perriman, if you could get him in a Cole Beasley type of contract or a John Brown type of contract, but with the depth at wide receiver and the 2020 draft, it's probably just not something that you would want to do. Um, while I expected the majority of voters to say no thanks based on some of those contracts we talked about before, a Todd Gurley, an Ezekiel Elliott, um, Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, I thought there would be, I thought it would be maybe like a two to one split as opposed to a four to one, right? I was thinking maybe you'd have about two thirds of the voters saying no thanks and more people in favor of Derrick Henry signing with the Bills. And it's just going to be one of those interesting pieces for me, right? If you look at Track, his contract projection somewhere around $14 million per year, which is obviously high for a running back looking at a four-year deal. And in all of those pieces, you just think to yourself, somebody's going to sign him. And I'm not saying I expect the Bills to, but if they did, I don't think I would be all that mad, right? It's one of those things you look at it. You can talk about someone that's a free agent and you could be like, ah, I don't know, I'm not so sold on him or not too high on him as a prospect. And then as soon as he signs with your team, right, all of a sudden it's like you're pulling up their highlight clips and looking at the potential that they can have and what they could mean to a franchise. So while I wouldn't expect the Bills to sign them, you know, gosh, if you're talking about a $50 million type contract for a running back, that would be a bit unprecedented in Buffalo. But along those same lines, I'd love to see Henry on the field with Devin Singletary and Josh Allen and Cole Beasley and John Brown and whatever rookie wide receivers they might want to get. So it's going to be interesting, not so much, again, to see if he ends up signing with the Bills because it's not something I expect. And I understand where so many fans are coming with their con uh, comments here on the site. But as you do look at it, right, you just think to yourself, well, he's going to sign with somebody. And I don't know if he's going to be able to re-sign with the Titans. I mean, there's all kinds of talk about what they might be doing and who knows who will be playing quarterback for them during the 2020 season, if it'll be Ryan Tannehill coming back, if it'll be Tom Brady signing with them. And man, I'm not even getting into all the Tom Brady stuff, right? That to me is still just kind of surreal. I was with some Patriots fans this weekend and I, I said out loud to him, like, how how in this world could the New England Patriots let Tom Brady walk? I just don't see that happen right now. But, uh, you know, that's really that first big domino that's going to fall, and it'll be interesting to see what happens if he does end up with his former teammate Mike Vrabel and the Tennessee Titans. But, you know, so many of these big names, and Henry is that interesting one, right? Because when it comes to the running backs, again, you see what quarterbacks get paid. You see what wide receivers get paid, defensive ends and cornerbacks. But when it comes to running backs, you could look at somebody like Henry, clearly the most valuable player for the Titans in 2019. And now you come to it and there's going to be some question if he'll be back with that squad. And I realize they don't have the shelf life of some other players, but when these guys can perform at a high level, even for two or three years as part of that contract, you know, you could look at things and say, this is a guy that is truly a difference maker and able to have them be successful. I mean, the Titans got to the AFC championship game because of Derrick Henry. You could talk about Ryan Tannehill. You could talk about other pieces, but that is the guy that was the most consistent for them, picking up steam down the stretch in the season, no signs of wear and tear. And it's just one of those guys that I'm going to keep an eye on throughout free agency along with everybody else. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, Determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Um, again, if you've got comments on this, you can always hit me up on Twitter at Anthemarino. You can reach me in the comments section here at BuffaloRumblings.com. And again, I just encourage you to stick with the site um, because we're going to have all kinds of coverage for you, right? I mean, gosh, you think about how much time we spend speculating and talking about free agency and you look at the different positions that are there and what the team may do. You know, the top ones that come to mind for everyone, right, of course, is wide receiver, defensive end, and offensive line. And I say offensive line really because it depends. What might happen with Quentin Spain if he's going to walk and does that mean that Cody Ford you know, kicks inside and they need to do something at right tackle. You know, those things are going to be top of mind for everyone. And I just say this a little bit too, plenty of overreaction to the Josh Norman signing. And we saw it in 20, uh, 2019 with the Spencer Long signing. We saw it with the Frank Gore signing. And then Brandon Bean and his staff, I think, did a great job, obviously, identifying plenty of talent, filling plenty of holes the team winning 10 games in 2019 on their way to the playoffs. So I'm curious to see what happens. I mean, he has clearly tempered expectations. Uh, he's done that the last two years as he has been the general manager for the Bills. And I think you take a look at it and you just think to yourself, okay, there's still a lot of money to spend. And sure, I would expect a contract extension for Deion Dawkins and one for Matt Milano. Trey White, maybe they wait a year. And I don't think that's because the Bills necessarily want to wait. If I'm Trey White... I'm thinking to myself, let this CBA play out. Let me play the fourth year. Give me that fifth-year option. And then after this season, we can really talk about setting the market. And he can be in the neighborhood of a $20 million per year payday when it's all said and done. Again, you got two more years of Josh Allen and Tremaine Edmonds on their rookie deals before you even get to that fifth-year option. So I think when you go through all of this, it's just going to be really exciting. I always have a ton of fun with it. Free agency is so exciting, I think, each and every year. In some ways, it even becomes more exciting than uh, than the draft, right? Because it's just guys that you know what they've done in the league. You've seen how they've um, you know made an impact before. And I'm just, uh, I'm all here for it. So I think as we go through things, right, it's Derrick Henry. Yeah, that's a little bit one of those, call it outlandish, right? Probably the last thing that some people would expect. But I'm curious to see what happens with him. And again, always appreciate the feedback. That's going to wrap up this week's episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Always appreciate you tuning in. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you rate and review our podcast and tune into all of our great shows here at buffalorumblings.com. I'm going to head out, but as always, appreciate you tuning in and go Bills.